and let's stop the intro before it repeats ad nauseum over <laughs> and over. What's up, everybody? It's Disassembled. It's your boys. It's the official podcast of the Big Glasgow comic page. I'm your... One of the boys? Uh, somewhat <laughs> educated host, Ian. Uh, Dan is here. Dan is here. Here is Dan. One of the boys. Dan, also here. <laughs> Hanging with the boys today. I hate people who say that one. Hanging with the boys uh, today is July fourth, twenty twenty one. Which for most of you in Europe means nothing, but for me, it means oh. that people are going to obnoxiously shoot off fireworks for hours tonight. I love it. I'm really looking forward to not sleeping. Um, it's happy. You have fun ha- and lightning. We get a here. Happy, happy modern the natives day. Ian. Ha- happy uh, Fourth of July. Happy I escaped. We escaped from under the control of uh, the English, so that we can then murder the native people's day. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, Ian. Hey, Ian. July the fourth be with you. That's our topic of today. We're shutting this shit down. We're done. Yeah, We're done. So. <laughs> Podcast is over. <laughs> Yeah. That's relevant, though, because this week we're going to talk about the Star Wars prequels and the first of what I assume is going to be an ongoing series of ranking Star Wars movies. But we're not insane people, so we're not going to do them all at once. Really have so much. Um, this week we're going to do the prequels and um, there we go. Uh, this week we're going to do the prequels and Solo. Uh, next week we're doing what the. Uh, Original trilogy, original trilogy and, and Rogue, Rogue One. One. And then yeah, following, following that, we will do the sequel trilogy. And I guess The Mandalorian, Mandalorian, but I haven't yeah. watched that, so my opinions on The Mandalorian don't exist. <laughs> and I'm probably not going to catch up in the next two weeks. That's that's insane, man. I'm not going to be here for the next three weeks. This is my last till the end of June, so I just want to say The Mandalorian is... Mandalorian Empire, everything else under that. That's my overall ranking. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, Dan is moving, so he won't be here, which yeah. means it'll be me and Ben and either Massimo or David. Um, which I missed. I missed David's like a, official debut as a co-host, which is a bummer. But yeah, it was great last week. Yeah, I look Show. forward to. I look forward to working with him. Yeah. Uh, he was great on that first episode that no one listened to. Um, <laughs> Apparently, I said June. I've just been corrected by my editor. Um, it's the end of July that I'll be back. Thanks, yes. Uh, June is over. June is over. Yeah, June, June is over. And June is... Yeah, it's weird, man. Like, how fast? It's raining, and it's like, what month is it? Where are we? Who are we? Can we go out yet? No, I don't think so. Like, Homie, let's get on. It was 108 degrees here last week. I, <laughs> That's I would, crazy. I would happily take the rain. Um I seen some guy, I don't know what it was, it was like Arizona or something, and he was cooking steaks in the sun. He just had his oh, frying yeah. pan out and just cooking steaks outside. <laughs> yeah, this this was like you could crack an egg on the asphalt and cook it, like level level shit. It was mental one. Yeah, we at my work, we sold out of air conditioners almost immediately, and I spent the next few days telling people, no, we don't have air conditioners, no, we don't have fans. Good luck to you. <laughs> don't know what it is. It's awesome. It's like, we even put up... Like 24, um, 25 degrees here, and yeah... I don't do well, man. I'm just a puddle in the heat. We we even put up signs um, 
saying we were out of stock on air conditioners and fans and people still fucking came in and asked and it's like <laughs> read do read. Do, do, do people still ask for was it pokemon cards that get banned because people were killing each other in the car park over them uh i don't know we didn't sell those in the first place oh, so. okay well that's not bad yeah not my problem <laughs> you know, sell trading cards actually i think we used to sell trading cards at the best buy but that was before my time so no no mm. one's asked about those the bad old so, days yeah right <laughs> I had a dream that I had a bunch of Pokemon. Like, I had all the ones from my childhood. And now I kind of want to order some off Amazon, but I'm not going to because, like, what would I do with you're, that? Like, you're, becoming one, you're becoming one of them. <laughs> it's, That's how you know you wish to the Best Buy car park with your Glock. <laughs> Nostalgia is a powerful... No, okay, so Best Buy, it's not the Pokemon cards. It's fucking PS5s. Like, no, we don't have oh, them in right. stock. Mm. No, we probably won't have them in stock until they're, like, two years old. Yeah. It's not, it's not real. They don't exist. The, so the only things. So the PS5, the Xbox Series X, and NVIDIA GTX 3000 series. Mm. I've seen them only when they come in on the truck because someone ordered them. And it's like seeing an endangered animal. You want to <laughs> you want to protect it and you want to nurture it and you want to hope it reproduces. Stop the poachers. Yeah. No, the, the Xbox is so normally when someone orders something, we just keep it like we have a whole section up front near the entrance where we keep order pickups mm. for the Xboxes. We keep them straight up in the asset protection room because we don't want anyone like sprinting over, grabbing one and trying to run off. My God, people be crazy. Dude, someone tried to steal a Bluetooth speaker on a motorized scooter yesterday. <laughs> they just grabbed They had their scooter. They grabbed yeah. it and they're like, scoot it out of the store. And my two of my managers chase them. You can't actually assault the customer, but you can like whack a box out of their hand. <laughs> um, yeah, it's retail's fun. It's yeah, very, it's really sounds that like US retail sounds special. Must admit, mm. yeah, uh, it's it seems like it's a very different thing from uh, yeah. European retail. I can't be a dick to people. I wish I could. Good God, good God, <laughs> I wish I could. My Jesus. Yeah, that would help. Oh. Uh, this is a quick wee thought. Do you guys remember your first kind of Star Wars experience? Not yes. really. No, no. Yeah. Again? I unfortunately, my first memory was the prequels. It was, uh, I mean, it was '98. The Phantom Menace came out, right? So or '99. So I'd have been around three or four years old, and I remember the. Oh, that's right. You're young. The serial boxes you used to buy had like wee gold plastic c3po and r2d2 and whatever in them um so basically i remember all the marketing <laughs> um i had i had some like annual book thing that had darth maul in the back and it was like for the first film and i never got to see the first film the, the phantom menace with my dad and just at the time probably not knowing any better i thought it was fine and then I don't actually know if I saw the prequel. Sorry, if I saw the original trilogy before that or after that. Um, but by the time Attack of the Clones came around, I knew better. I knew it was garbage by that point. So, well, let's. Yeah. I guess if, if we're gonna go into that, let's just let's just dive into it. So, yeah. um, I don't really remember, like, with crystal clarity, my first Star Wars experience. I know it involved videotapes, uh, which for for uh, Dan I, yeah. that is. There used no, to no, be no. I had boxes that had, I had the Return of the Jedi and, uh, and you put them in the machine and it would project <laughs> that film onto the Mate, TV. I'm older than him. <laughs> and so, Ben, let me tell you about VHS tapes. 
Um, yeah, actually, now that you say videotape, it just leaves. I had a return on Jedi videotape that that actually stopped working because um, watched this so yeah. much, and that's probably still my favourite uh, original trilogy film. Ah, that Empire, sorry. Um, and like most people, my favourite was uh, The Empire Strikes Back because for some reason, even look, as a it's child, a good ones. It's the ones we are not talking about. It's <laughs> the ones we're not talking about yet. It didn't happen. That didn't happen. It's good. That's, that's, that's a good condition. hipster collection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even as a child, I had kind of a fascination with like darker stories and darker elements. And so the, the Empire Strikes Back with its freezing in carbonite and the hand slicing off and the always oh, his father. It, just, it appealed to me for some reason. I don't know. I'm mm. still kind of like that. I'm a, I'm a weird edgelord. Mm. Um, which uh, that'll be relevant That'll be relevant later as well. Um, and I read like some of the books that are now completely non-canon, but were aimed towards kids. I read um, all of this before uh, the prequels ever came out. I remember Phantom Menace coming out. I was like seven-ish. Mm. Um Shadows of the Empire also. I never played I didn't play the game because I didn't have an N64, but I, I had a lot of the action figures and I read a little comic that came with them. Mm. And I was I, I didn't really grasp the storyline because the comic only told you so much, but I really liked my Dash Rendar figure. I was <laughs> I was uh woefully underused, now non-canonical Star Wars character. But yeah, that's that's kind of uh the earliest thing I remember is is watching um Specifically, Empire Strikes Back uh, with Hoth and all that on VHS. But I guess all three of us were probably at the right age for the infamous marketing for the prequels, right? What we'd all yes. been kids, so for, it would have been stickers and videos, them, I mean, and depending on how old you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like prime the real world estate world man, world. like the amount of money, the amount of figures and toys and and posters sold is. Mm astronomical man crazy yeah i remember um revenge of the sith i was 13 when that came out and i remember a being super hyped for it because i hadn't yet accepted that all the prequels are garbage um (laughs) and b i looked up i found i have like crappy aol like dial-up modem internet but i found the script online i guess at least before the movie came out Mm. And so I had read the entire script before we went to go see the movie. And that was the earliest instance I can remember of me spoiling something for myself before I mm. ex- actually experienced it. Yeah. I still thought the movie was dope uh, at the time. Um, but uh, that's the early, it's that just sticks with me because it's the earliest instance I can remember of me, like looking up spoilers on the internet. Mm. Cause did, man, did, I, I want to know what happened in that movie. Did you, did anyone download the Phantom Menace trailer? I remember you had to download that trailer. Um, you I think... Obviously, you couldn't stream it, and it took like I remember. I think my dad downloaded it. it. Took like a full night, and it was like the next day that we watched it. And it, even still, it like paused, and we had to wait for the rest of it. And yeah, yeah buffering, horrible and... dial-up yeah, internet. Yeah, because yeah. uh, really, streaming media didn't really exist until at least like I mean, earliest like functional streaming media really was like the mid two thousands. I don't remember. I don't think we had. At least I wasn't on the internet at that time, so I don't remember that. I just remember seeing trailers on TV. We had a PC that was my 
auntie and uncle and cousin's old PC. It was a hand-me-down PC, and you could only go on it after six o'clock, and it had <laughs> solitaire on it, and it was great. We had a PC, and I mean, at that point, like, 97, 98, um, we had some... Like, I didn't really grow up with consoles. I had, like, a crappy PC, and we had some games on it. Like, mm. um, I had, like, the PC version of Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and a bunch of... Just a grip of DOS games that are still very near and dear to my heart, but... Uh, I did not gain permission to go on the internet until I was like eight or nine. So that would have been like 1999, 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was definitely online by the time like Attack of the Clones came out. But Phantom Menace was a purely offline experience for me. <laughs> I think, uh, so for me, I was, in, I was born in 1987. So, but weirdly enough, my first uh, Star Wars was Phantom Menace. But it was, it was also my first 3D cinema experience. I think it, it, so, it got it got re-released. Really? Right, oh, the re-release. Okay. The, in a 3D yeah. format. So I've seen that in the cinema. And that was the first time I'd seen, I'd seen one of the Star Wars. But, uh, for me, it was... I have no recollection of seeing Attack of the Clones at all. But it mm. was Revenge of the Sith. Until like yesterday. Marketing. <laughs> yeah, uh, like It was Revenge of the Sith for me when you were talking about marketing. Like, oh, I was yeah. so up in the marketing behind that. I was so looking forward to it. The game was great. They, they had a game yeah, uh, and it was like there was there was a story mode, but there was also like a one on one Mortal Kombat type yeah. fight mode. Oh it yeah, was, yeah, it was great. It was actually really good. Like yeah, shocking and stuff. Yeah, it was that was an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, better. I, I would say better than it had any right to be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like better than the source material is what I. Would oh yeah, be. yeah, definitely. And you had like the the fight at the end, Obi Wan on Mustafar and stuff, and yeah, yeah, that was great. Endings was awesome. So can we? How do you? How do you want to go about this? Do you want to go from best film to by last film, surely? Just go cool film or, by film. I th- I think we would just discuss each film and then rank them at the end, right? Yeah, go cool. Yeah. So so so. talked about already. I guess may as well start with Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right. Phantom Menace gets an undue amount of hate. Agreed. But Phantom Menace, right? The thing is, there's some parts of it that are so so bad, and there's some parts of it that are great. And it's yeah. not. A, it's never an okay film. It's always what the hell is this? Or yeah. oh, this is cool. Like there's it, never just it swings wildly back and forth. And yes, quality. unlike Attack of the Clones, which is just yeah, we'll get there. Um, <clears throat> I you you have to consider, and, and this is something I keep in mind when it comes down to it. Phantom Menace is a movie made for children. Yeah, you know it's it's okay. not. And that's why I think a lot of us, when we look back on it as kids, we're like, oh, this, I, I thought this was all right at the time. Because at the time, it was like, oh, Jar Jar is funny because we I don't never, know what humor is. No, yet. I, I yeah, refute that. I never, ever, ever liked Jar Jar. <laughs> well, it's not my fault that you didn't have joy as a child. <laughs> I didn't. Um, guess Cody always says that. <laughs> well, then, then I'm on the right track. But I mean, there was some really cool shit. That, like, obviously, pod racing was cool as hell. Yeah. Like, that was a really cool yeah. sequence. Again, good game. Pod racing game. Yes, that game was great, and I was so happy it got re-released. Um, yeah. I think I have it on my computer. I, I at least downloaded the GOG version. I don't know if I installed it, but uh, I do have they it. Had, they had it in the arcade, too. I remember playing it in the arcade, yes, and you actually I sat actually, in the Podracer. Yeah. I played that very recently. There was, a, there was a food place near where I lived about six years ago that had a little arcade, and they had that machine, and me and a friend of mine uh, played that for like an hour. <laughs> Nice. Uh, it was actually yeah it was really cool because like they had two levers that you like steer yeah, with yeah. And 
yeah, it was a really, really cool experience still, even, you know, almost 20, year 20 later. years later. Yeah. Um, Darth Maul, I think, is... But I mean, character design, yeah. such a cool design. Yeah, like. cool design, like menacing villain because he never said anything. Um, and 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 uh, Ray Park's talented man. Like you couldn't get a better stuntman to to do the stunts. I mean, he didn't he didn't act, didn't say anything much or much at all. But um, the fight sequences are are awesome. I have long I mean, held. I love flipping, but <laughs> I have long held that Count Dooku was a misstep, and they should have just kept Darth Maul the villain all the way yeah. to the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Sure. Um, which, yeah. I mean, Christopher Lloyd is, or Christopher Lee, excuse me. Yes. Lloyd is a. That's a way different film. <laughs> when this pod racer uh, hits eighty-eight miles an hour, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> um, Christopher Lee, obviously, uh, Sir Christopher Lee. Amazing actor. He he was great. Uh, God rest his soul. Um, great as Sauron. Great as Count Dooku. Great as every other character he ever played. <clears throat> but I don't think he was a necessary addition to the prequels. They could have just kept Darth Maul throughout the whole first two and a half movies. It would have been fine. I wonder if he was added to give some sort of gravitas to it. I wonder if it was a case of like the original had like Peter Cushion and these classic actors and and Alec Guinness obviously. Whereas the sequel, something similar. Yeah, I wonder if that's why they went with, with Chris Riley. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Don't know. Maybe. Regardless, regardless of whether like he should be there or not, like especially in Attack of the Clones, he, he gives the best performance because it's, yeah. it's Christopher. He's Lee. in a different movie than Christopher everyone else. Everything he says. Yeah. He's a yeah. brilliant actor, just not a very good character. He had a weird, uh, he had a weird curvy handle lightsaber, and that was they really went what? all in with the uh, with the weird lightsabers in the prequels. Um, are we going to go into the um, slightly unfortunate um, parallels to certain questionable races in that film? Like how Watto is clearly yeah, so Watto is clearly stereotype. an Arab stereotype. Uh, you could and, argue uh, actually really is you know with the money grubbing lot, you could argue that he is uh, meant to be yes. very directly a Jewish pastiche. Yes, not not great. And and there's the Gungans and there's the I the don't know what the aliens were called. Yep, yep, those guys uh, that were clearly um, a very racist Chinese. Yeah. Yeah, not they, not great, they George. Kinda, they kind of yeah, got rid of that in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, they did. Yes. They, Thank they Christ, did that. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. Did they ever do? I maybe this is a Mandela effect. I feel like they went and redubbed them in Phantom Menace eventually, but I might be wrong. No. When I, I rewatched it recently before Rise of Skywalker, and they still had the horribly yeah. inappropriate accents and stuff. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, the Gungans. Yeah, mm, yeah, they're not great. <laughs> I have a soft spot for Jar Jar, but in general, no. just like eh. no, he's he's the worst. I, mean, I hate him. I hate everything about him. I hate the way he looks. I hate the way he sounds. I hate everything he does. I hate the fact he's a bad racist stereotype. I hate everything about him, man. Like no, he's a guy. have terrible bombad no. vocals. Just, I've never. He's unforgivable. That's my sick ass Jar Jar impression that I've never done before. Right now, it's pretty sick, man. <laughs> it's it. pretty good, though. Not bad. <laughs> I just, I just um, bust those things out, you know. I should have been a voice yeah, actor. I'm wasting my talent here. But <laughs> let's. I mean, are we going to touch on the best? Probably what's the best element in the first film? The score. 
like uh, the that score theme, and the actual like visual design elements are both that, really yeah good. that theme at the end you've been yeah. the doors open and um oh. like even even though it's a terrible film i still you still get chills it's still such a brilliant score like yeah the duel, duel of the fates still gives me the the willies yeah um, yeah that is such a record that like that's right up there with some of the music from the original trilogy and being instantly mm-hmm. recognizable as yeah as star yeah. wars iconic yeah that's uh, it's maybe the only piece of music from Phantom Menace I can like name off the top of my head. Mm. Um, uh, not that I can name, but I could definitely like, remember some of them. Yeah, I mean, there's probably somewhere if you played it, I'd be like, yeah, that's the thing where the stuff happens and things. So. See, like see, stuff. see, at the start of the movie when they're they're infiltrating the it's the damn depth. The, the droid the thing, separate, right? The uh, trade world, the trade federation, the, the dumb political stuff, right? Um, what, how come they use super speed and they never use it again? Did they use super speed? Yes. It's the same question I have about yes. Wonder Woman, and it's not even a good effect. It's like they're just standing, they just zip away. <laughs> like it's oh, horrible. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like they didn't. It's almost like it was added to. It was an idea after the fact that they were like, "Oh, this doesn't make sense. We have to find a way to." Ah, that's Jedi speed, which and I then, mean. They just never touch on it again. It's like that would have came out so many other times. <laughs> if you ever played the Jedi Academy game or the Jedi Knight games in Jedi Academy, canonically, yeah, I mean, you can use the Force for super speed. That's a thing. Yeah, they say the Republic as well. You can do that. That would have certainly came in handy on I don't know Mustafar or or like and, anywhere and, and the Death Star and and the original trilogy or well, yeah. Those are very compact places. That that, that seems with with Mustafar, it's kind of like I mean, if it's two Jedi's, like they just both use super speed, and then it's well, they cancel each it's other. It's not very out. funny to watch. Everything yeah. around them goes really slow, but they're both just like going normal speed. <laughs> uh, clearly, um, Obi Wan and Darth Vader had forgotten that any sort of speed was something that they could do by the time they were old men. <laughs> Uh, we're not talking about that yet. Yeah. Um, so I think really, so Jar Jar is definitely a disliked element. Mm. Majorly. Yeah. I think the biggest tragedy of the Phantom Menace though is Anakin Skywalker for two reasons. Yeah. One, Jake Lloyd was a friggin' terrible child actor. Now this is pod racing. Two, <laughs> the harassment and yeah. and bullying that Jake Lloyd then endured because yeah. of that, though, totally unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, that, that poor kid. That guy's life was ruined, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, <clears throat> there are plenty of, like, crappy child actors. It's really not their fault. They're kids. Like, a good mm. child actor also, is something. In that era as well, like it was more acceptable. I think nowadays for like Stranger Things and all these other yeah. and stuff, child actors the standards got a bit better. Whereas in the, in the late nineties, like yeah, loads. Yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna tell me uh, Macaulay Culkin was busting out Oscar worthy material and <laughs> fucking Home Alone. I'd, I'd say it depends as well because like Stranger Things isn't like a kids series or a kids film. It's that's yeah. a serious thing, so it depends <sighs> on that as well. Yeah, um, the idea is that. Like we said before, it's like a children's movie, so you're supposed to think you are Anakin. Like, oh, I've I always, could be, I could be me. But yeah, I've always I taken was never that much a dish. <laughs> you're acting uh, a bit. <laughs> I've always <laughs> taken issue with the way that they structured the prequels. Um, I've said this many times to many people, but if I were to do the Star Wars prequels, you start there. There's a real acceleration in Anakin's plot 
that makes him hard to sympathize with. Mm-hmm. He just goes straight from he's a kid. Now he's a 19 year old. Now mm-hmm. he's angsty. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would start if I were going to do the prequels, I would start with Anakin and Obi-Wan already paired together. Liam Neeson is great. Qui-Gon has no place in he was a yeah. good part of that movie, but like he has no place in that prequel trilogy. Um, you start off with Anakin already as Obi-Wan's apprentice. They you establish that relationship in the first movie. The second movie, and he's, he's already a, at least a teenager, young adult, uh, you know, 17-ish starting off. Um, the second movie, you start to have his his descent to the dark side. Third movie, you just go full Vader. Mm. Um, whereas we had kind of like the first movie, he's a kid that no one likes. Second movie, like he starts to go kind of dark. And then the third movie, we get Vader like two thirds of the way through. Mm. Like I want, I was hoping for a third movie where you really get to see the rise of Vader instead of just like, He's Vader at the end, I guess. And also, if you did that, you wouldn't have the weird child grooming scene that you have in Phantom Menace when um, Queen Amidala does a bit for Jeffrey Epstein on young Anakin. Ooh, <laughs> you would, that whole relationship is a real problem. You would totally yeah, avoid yeah, all of that creepiness. Yeah, because so, if, you look, if you look at Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen, like they look like they're in the same age range. You forget that, like, though, I think... Um, isn't Padme supposed to be like 14 in the first movie? Like she's supposed yeah, to be like a really so. young queen. So, I mean, six year age gap by the time it's like he's 18, she's 24. It's a little less weird. It's still weird, but a little mm. less weird. But the fact that she had him as a child. Is actors as opposed to characters? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like on paper, you're like, yeah, sure, it's only four years, whatever. But looking at the actors, you're like, whoa, that's weird. So, yeah, yeah, totally different thing. Yeah. Um, also, just. Something that's always bothered me, like this isn't a, a, something to do with the film, really, but the fact that Anakin made C3PO just makes the whole thing feel small. The whole universe feels yeah, really small yes. and contrived. That yeah. is, like, that's, that's always bothered me. That's a problem you run into, not just with Star Wars, but I've found it's a problem that runs rampant anytime a series is extended with any sort of sequel or especially prequel mm. material. For some reason, they always feel the need to tie everything together. Oh, this person was actually this person's uncle, Every, and yeah, everyone's someone's son, and it's always your, just your destiny. It's like and, no, it can just be an adventure. Like you don't need yeah, somebody's destiny. It, it doesn't have to be connected. You could you could have it be a completely disconnected story that leads I mean, up to these events. Listen, let's just blame the Bible, right? It's probably because of the Bible that this has <laughs> all happened. Like, look at like all the chosen one stuff that's came since then. It's it's all the Bible's fault. I'm pretty sure you could blame <laughs> a lot of things on the Bible. <laughs> Um, modern uh war um yeah but racism. most importantly most importantly though like star wars movies right it's, it's yeah. like above, I above mean, everything more, else. Uh, racism is bad but the star wars prequels <laughs> are really um that's really what we need to stamp out um i, I don't know man i don't know if i've got much more to say about the first film but i just bad it is overall it's it's peaks and troughs but overall it's, it's just not good so I, I will say this about the first film. There was no point, whether it's good or bad, for better or worse, there was no point in the first film where I'm sitting there going, I'm bored. Can we move on to the next thing? Sure. So Which is not, not something I can say about our next film, Attack of the Clones, where right. I spent that's, that's the entire time of Anakin and Padme's that's... romantic staycation going, 
I'm bored. Can we move on to the next thing? So honestly, um, the opposite in that case, uh, like. Ben, you love slow shit, man. You, you, you're like, oh, the Eternals looks good because also they did nothing the whole film. <laughs> right, so, man. Yeah. so you just watched Attack of the Clones. Yes. Give us your thoughts. Give us, give so, us what's in that brain of yours under all that watching, hair. Watching it again, thank you. Uh, it had like, a, and this is going to sound weird, but it's like it, it totally makes sense in my mind. It has like a like a very lively, especially the whole kind of first half of it. It has like a very lively childhood or children's film of Blade Runner the whole aesthetic of it it looks I, I, very lived in I actually do kind of like the are you is, it, is that the sixth the six sense the fifth element car chase sequence yeah, yeah. Right. I actually well, do like that first introduction I, I like the introduction to that movie I like the car chase I like the that part is really cool the whole that, that yeah. whole situation is like some of the dialogue uh, uh, like uh, <laughs> I said that last night I was watching it just, and we were saying the whole Padme stuff with Anakin, when she first sees him it's like, the eyes she gives him is like, oh no like, oh, I, I met you when you were nine years old and now I want you to bang me <laughs> literally, she, she, like, she like looks him right in the eyes and goes you'll always be that little boy to me in like, <laughs> yeah she does yeah. God. George, you can't do that George <laughs> can't be I doing wanna, that That's... I wanna, I wanna. <laughs> Um, there's, there's that, and then, like, and I'll come back to this when we talk about Loki. Uh, but like, the dialogue between Padme and Anakin is awful. Yeah, well, that's I what I was going to say. Like, as bad as the plot to this thing is, as bad as some of the computer, the CGI are, um, as bad as like some of the. The, the acting is the worst thing is the script the worst thing is the dialogue like by far i think and that's the worst like, part of this movie that's a running theme good, throughout all three that. prequels mm. yeah a lot of bad dialogue oh yeah Aye. for the most part yeah i'd say see the cgi man i think it's really good like, it was really good for the time. Really, mm. like was, when the, okay, the, the green when they're really to the thing the and the and the big big dinosaurs yeah, went. Oh, it's horrible. I'm going to say it was a space jam. It was worse than space jam. Like, oh. <laughs> the the CGI. I I was I was twelve or something when that movie came out. So I or eleven or ten or nine, eight, seven. Um, it was all right for the time. It's just George Lucas leans so hard on the CGI that it's mm. super noticeable now that it's aged almost twenty years. It's As opposed to if he stuff. used, it's yeah, if he, if he if he had a more subtle use of CGI, you'd be like, ah, that's iffy looking, but it doesn't take me out of the experience. Yeah, yeah, like let's. I mean, let's be honest. As much as people love the original trilogy, and this might get a bit of hate, some of the effects now are pretty enough by today's mm-hmm. standards. But it's. It's still more acceptable. Like I can still go. Oh, it was eighties, and it was practical. They tried. Whereas with these movies, it's like oh, it was just it was just a CGI world. Everything was the backgrounds, the floor, the monsters. Everything was everything was, was was blue screen. And I also exactly. think I, I realize these people are actors, and that's kind of part of their their craft. But I realize you get. I, I also believe that you get a worse performance out of an actor uh, opposite a ping pong ball than you do opposite an actual practical dragon or whatever. You know, I, I don't know. I, th- yeah. I think that makes a difference as well. Yeah, and that's why um, that's why you have Benedict Cumberbatch crawl around on the floor doing a dragon voice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. scared of that. 
I'm scared of Ben. I wouldn't want. Shit. I wouldn't want him crawling on my floor doing dragon rides. I wouldn't want him crawling on my floor. My no. floor is very dirty. Uh, he deserves <laughs> better than that. <laughs> you clean it for him. <laughs> you vacuum before Benedict Cumberbatch comes over and does dragon noises. <laughs> that's that spotless. He's going to get it all over his Sherlock cloak. He'll cast a magic spell on you. He'll Doctor Strange your ass. <laughs> so I will say about the, the story of it, and more, it's more so the visuals, while like some may say that they're very dated in their CGI, the, the landscape mm. shots look incredible in this. As they all kind of do throughout the prequels. Like that whole section of being in Camino is like it's breathtaking seeing all of that. If you were to mute the prequels and cut them down just to visual, like establishing shots and 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 landscapes, and you'd look at that and you'd be like, these movies seem amazing, and why do people not like them? Because the visual design in Star Wars has never been a problem. That's yeah. always been even the worst Star Wars has great art design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, the prequels, I will always have the problem with the fact that the prequels look like they take place a thousand years after the original trilogy. Sure. Um, I guess you could you, you could make an argument that, oh, well, you know, the Empire took over and everything got all dilapidated and people are just like you know, living as best they can. But I feel like that doesn't work because the empire is all about order and structure. And if anything, the technology would get more advanced under their reign. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you yeah. definitely have, you definitely have kind of that disconnect of like, it's, it's the same problem I have with Prometheus versus alien. Like, okay, this takes place so far in the past, but everything looks so much more advanced than it does in the originals. Yeah. Um, something else I've always, yeah. I've always struggled with um, when in Star Wars when somebody pulls out a lightsaber, it's a thing. It's like shh, and it's this you know epic thing. See, in the Attack of the Clones, everybody in their grand has a lightsaber and they're just yeah. swinging them about well and early, and it totally takes anything special away for that weapon. It's like any Tom Dick and Harry can get one. This is just like I don't know. It takes a novelty out of it. I think. Well, and, uh, I, I mean, I disagree. On, on one hand, it's like this is before the Jedi Purge, so there were a shit ton of Jedi. So yeah, there are a I bunch know, of people. I know, but yeah. I, I just I, f- I feel like all that way it's like it's sacred and it's got all this like history it, and force. It's less stuff of a like it's less of a when the when the lightsabers busted out in the original trilogies, it's always a moment. Like it's always yeah. a, it's a, it's a this is its own thing. Like oh shit, Luke Skywalker took out the lightsaber. Some, something's gonna happen. Whereas with the prequels, they kind of went oh you. Y'all like lightsabers? They went lightsaber happy. Yeah. What if we just have lightsabers in like every scene and people are flippy it's, with them? It's the same rule as a horror film. The, the less you show the monster, the more intimidating it is. So yeah. the less you show the lightsaber, the more epic it is when it comes out. Whereas right. if you've just got one in every frame, it's like, well, who cares? Like, well, it's over exposure. I'd, I'd argue, like, so with the original trilogy, with it being like a special occasion, like, oh, like, uh, lightsaber oh this is incredible like mm-hmm. oh, isn't isn't this great and yeah you know why they're like big because you can't do anything else with that lightsaber they're just out and then you're gonna go <clears throat> but but i would also worth, answer worth not that i'm not that i'm defending the wooden fighting from from a new hope right but i also realize i also feel like they did overcompensate it was like oh well Alec Guinness and, and David Prowse for pure wooden, so let's let's have Ray Park and, and CGI uh, 
Christopher Lee, eight-year-old Christopher Lee doing flips over each other. It's not, it's not, it's not even CGI. Yoda. It's like, yeah, that's... yeah, we, we Yoda, it's CGI. But we're no, no, the, no, the CGI. No, some of it's CGI. Some of it's some definitely of it CGI. The throne oh. room, I mean, we'll get to Revenge of the Sith, but the throne room sequence, a lot of that's CGI old man flying about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, it's, uh, it's... I think, I think Red Letter Media with their Plinket reviews kind of hit the nail on the head with the Star Wars stuff, uh, with the lightsaber stuff and the prequels, and that the original trilogy, every lightsaber fight had some real emotional content behind it. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of the lightsaber fights in the prequels, they're just like, let's see how cool we can make this look. But you don't get that, like, you don't get the same, the same visceral emotional feeling that you do. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't see the feelings in the same way that you do when, like, Luke is battling Vader in, you know, the Emperor's throne room, where it's it's not fancy. It's not flashy. Emotional all the time. Sometimes I just want to see flippy shit. I also think, though, this this film had a lot to live up to in terms of like the Clone Wars were always this kind of mythical thing that they spoke right. about the original trilogy. Me and your father fought in the Clone Wars together, blah blah blah, all that part. And then when you see it, and it's just a bunch of CGI stormtroopers fighting a bunch of CGI, of CGI droids, it's like who, who cares? <laughs> and then every every other Jedi with a different colored lightsaber, it's like this is this they is were shit. Lucas was like, <laughs> people like Boba Fett, right? What if the clones were just a million Boba Fetts? Yeah. But that's cool. I like that. Well, and granted, with um, with extended universe stuff yeah. like the Clone Wars TV show and the Bad Batch and all that, they've managed to take the clones and do some interesting stuff with them. The Republic yeah. Commando game. Yeah, but that's but because in... Dave Filoni's a better writer than George Lucas. <laughs> right. and in <laughs> But in Attack of the Clones itself, it was like, okay. It, sh- it shouldn't have been called Attack of the Clones. I think that. I guess this is where Stormtroopers came from. Yeah, it's not a good title either. Yeah, because it, it is like the, the clones come in at the very end. They attack it. And the also, I, I feel like the clones aren't the villain of the piece yet, at mm. least. So it's mm. kind of weird, like yeah. attack of blah blah. That makes it sound like they are like they're yeah. the aggressive force. They are. Yeah. Should have been like I don't know, attack of the droids or something or. Mm-hmm. Padman, yeah, and Padman, Anakin sit in a field for half an hour and make. If anything, if Order sixty six is the attack of the clones. Do you know what I mean? And that happens in the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> like right. if anything's Attack of the Clones, it's Order 66. So. Yeah. That's yeah. that's Attack of the Clones, and it's yeah. only in the last 20 minutes. Um, and are I, we going I to talk about I Hate Sand? Or are we just that just goes down to bad dialogue? Like that entire that entire film well actually I was about to say that entire film becomes about twenty percent better if you cut out the entire Anakin and Padme sit in a field and make googly eyes at each other sequence. <laughs> Good. Good meme template we though. We wouldn't have the yeah, we wouldn't have the relevant memes of it though. though. Yeah, it's good oh, meme I mean, template. Kind of relevant relevant meme that everyone's overused in the past like three weeks. Uh, speak to, speak to <laughs> as you do with memes. memes right now. Use Fast and Furious nine memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're it's, if you're an investor in the meme market, that one's going off a cliff. Don't. It's hard <laughs> to those, Let's get those NFTs set up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's time to get rich, the... boys. Get, get get on the Vin Diesel memes. They're they're yeah. they're top tier now. I'd argue Attack of the Clones is really <clears throat> good for its action. Whether it's like it, it can be a bit like weird at times, the action. Not compared to like some of the action we've seen in the 
the sequel trilogy. I think I think the problem is Attack better. the Clones. It grander. Attack the Clones swings back and forth on quality even harder than Phantom Menace does to me. Attack of the Clones, the in fact, all the prequel trilogy, I'd say the action's too floaty. That's the problem. There's not enough weight to yeah. any of the yeah. characters or any of the the environments. It all it all seems like a cartoon, like a cartoon character standing on a cartoon ground fighting a cartoon weapon. Like none of it because feels it is. real. Do you know what I mean? That's the issue. There's no weight to it. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the kind of free beasts at the end, like. It doesn't seem like they're just all of a sudden dead, and it's like you got pushed over. <laughs> it feels like it feels like uh, early three D video games. Like I feel like yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's a product as a product of its, its time. I think it's, yeah, I think that's just what it is. It's like it, it, yeah, it plays out like a video game. Yeah, well, but, I, I, I but like it was also of... it was also trying to run before they could walk. I think like yeah. it was over ambition. It was everybody around Lucas being a yes man and being like, "Ah, this will work. Let's just make a big dumb cartoon." Like. There was too much of that. Like they were trying to run before they could walk. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's the issue. I mean, especially if you if you watch the behind the scenes like making of, of any of those films, like it's a lot of people just like applauding Lucas and patting him on the back when maybe someone should have been like, "What if we don't do that though?" Jar Jar is the key to all of this. Remember that? Fun- Jar Jar is the funniest Jar-Jar character we've ever had. The key yeah. The, the <laughs> whole movie doesn't work the... if he doesn't work. <laughs> what if Padme was a pedophile? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the bloopers and it's like uh, the big kind of singularity engine scene but it's just the blue screen effect of it and you just right. had me go like this isn't in the movie what is this <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if you brought Liam Neeson in for one movie and then no one ever cared about him ever again <laughs> we'll mention him in the third one like once right. at the end they did, they, did, they did mention him in this one as well uh, they did make, they? they make a big, yeah they make a big thing about um, him and Count Dooku because uh, Dooku used to be, or sorry, quite Gon used to be. Well, Dooku was pointless too, so get rid of both of them. No, yeah. he's lovely. I love both those actors, but their characters yeah. like yeah. are so easily removable yep. from that entire. Yep. This is this the prequel should have been a story about Anakin and Obi Wan. Yeah, and there's so much extra side shit going on that doesn't need to be there. Also, I obviously, it makes it bigger though. It, it gives her that grander feel. Obviously, it's hard to know what age Darth Maul was, right? Because all the makeup. But he seemed like he was quite a young character. Why would an old man still be like the underling Sith? That that always bothered me as well. I'm like, you should be in charge of someone. You should be like still the messenger boy, the bitch. Well, that's the whole thing with Obi Wan. It's not about age; it's about power. I don't know. That's that. That always annoyed me. That always bothered me. (laughs) Well, yeah, like. Especially when you get Christopher Lee, who is an imposing villain. He can do Sauron and Dracula, and then you've got him in this as like some wee messenger boy with a limp dick lightsaber. Like, yeah. <laughs> didn't they? I, I feel like his relationship with Sidious was different than Darth Maul's. I feel like they it set up was yeah. They set up Count Dooku. Like again, he was Count Dooku, not Darth Dooku. Yeah. He was kind yeah. of just like his own. He was almost he was mercenary-ish, almost dark Jedi. Yeah, that yeah, that just happened to be working with that side mm. he made it a thing of like uh, that sounds cool you could probably make a film out of that that would be interesting they made it, they made it a yeah. thing like he was almost he didn't actually want he he, he wanted to basically overthrow Sidious and have Obi-Wan be the new they always do they always do the way they go about it it's as if like he's almost as you say like a dark Jedi he's not a full on Sith they do they do they, 
no, Yoda not say like, oh no, he's fully dark side. You can't trust him anymore. But there is what? like an element of he's not fully. He's almost like ahead of the curve and things, and mm, he's yeah. kind of like looking at both sides. It's just kind of uh, just talk about the Sith and stuff. What do you guys think about the ruler two that they introduced in the prequels? Like they can only be two Siths at once. Yeah, right. It's super limited, <laughs> and it's super yeah. limited. Like Star Wars going forward, I think forever. It, like it doesn't make any sense to yeah, me. Very and arbitrary. It, it feels like something. I mean, they they kind of say that like they introduced the rule of two after the Sith. There were too many of them, and they were all power hungry, and so they all killed each other. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I kind of get the logic there, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you're planning to, you want to, like, fight the Jedi or whatever, but there's, like, 10,000 of them and, like, two of you. That's not going to yeah. work. Yeah. yeah Dooku Which makes the whole thing about, like, oh, you're, per- you're, you're, you're outnumbered. It's like, there's two of you. But you could, you could maybe look <laughs> at that and be like, okay, well, maybe Sidious clearly knows that because his entire thing isn't one-on-one brute force. It's manipulation, kind of. It's being insidious. Who? That's where they got the name from. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to a certain extent, that it sort of works, but I also think it's dumb. It's mm. dumb, but they made it work in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. Like, it, it has that kind of like. It's, they they, they work based it, on they work based on manipulation Wars. and treachery because there's only two of them. Because they can't have that like power versus power, might versus might kind of kind of conflict. Mm. The best way you can probably justify it is just saying like, "Oh yeah, it's like a, it's just one of those Star Wars things. It's something that doesn't make a lot of sense, but we accept it nonetheless." We're just like, yeah. But you know what? Let's talk about the actual dumbest thing they introduced in the prequels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a Jedi because you have tiny things living in you. Mm, yeah. Okay. Let's go that. <laughs> go about that. Terrible. chlorians It just honestly just it was to, to me. It's just an overcomplication of what it is like mm-hmm. Alec Guinness said is... it best in A New Hope when he just said it's it's all around us and it's, it's, it is what it is it's you, that's it's okay me. okay that's more the like... Beatles than Alec Guinness <laughs> <laughs> you have the Bing, force Bingo, it's you <laughs> um, do, do you want to have a lightsaber fight Dewey Cox <laughs> <laughs> do you want some LSD Dewey <laughs> do you want some that's, LSD that's Anakin good. That's no moon. Maybe if someone gave Anakin some LSD, he wouldn't have like gone so hard to the dark side. I don't know. I was gonna give that boy some mushrooms. He'll be fine. Just a quick tangent. Uh, If you really want to enjoy the prequels, uh, do drugs. Look, do look out a YouTube series called uh, under name Oral Notes. It's it's like overdubbed, and they make their own story from it. It's it's masterfully done, and it's some of the funniest stuff you'll ever see. Do you want to cut off your weird ponytail, Obi Wan? Midi Midichlorians are are dumb, and uh, Star Wars is such a mythological thing. There's no reason they couldn't have been like, yeah. I don't know, immaculate conception. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. He's a magical wish boy, and he's yeah. going to become the worst fucking Hitler ever. It's the Bible. It's just it's a it's a Bible meets Hitler. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's like we didn't we didn't need and and okay so, and then George Lucas's idea for the sequel trilogy was <laughs> for them to shrink down to microscopic level and fight many chlorians inside someone. Did you guys read that? <laughs> yeah, I have heard something about that before. Good God. Yeah. 
I, I don't even like the sequel trilogy in hindsight, and like I'll take what we got over that. <laughs> Just always remember it could have been worse. Same as Alien Three. Um, should y'all want to talk about Revenge of the Sith? I was going to say, should we get on to the good one? Yeah, want to talk about the best one? Right. So when I was yeah, when when I was rewatching, I think we're going to agree. With, I think we're going to disagree on this. When I was uh, rewatching them all for Last Jedi. Um, I, I suffered. I really did suffer through Phantom Menace somewhere, and then obviously Attack of the Clones is horrible. So I suffered a lot through that, and I kept thinking back. Courtney was like, oh, "This is horrible. Can we put this off?" And I'm like, "No, no. We need to watch them all for the new one coming out." This is before I knew what the Last Jedi was going to be. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was still naive and innocent and not broken. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're rewatching those. And I'm going. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. The third one's good. Revenge of the Sith's good. That will get us through. I got to Revenge of the Sith, and I was like, "This is this is what I was waiting for. This is what I thought was going to be the saving grace of this shitty trilogy." It's so bad. It's so much worse than I ever remembered it being. No, it's terrible. It's it's garbage. The last the last fifty minutes are okay. The act is not great. The 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 script is horrible. But I, I, I like the set. I like my, I like uh, Mustafar, and I like the fight, and and I like seeing. Well, I like seeing Anakin be made a Vader up to a point with a no. I like but, the part where Anakin kills children. Yeah, that's a good bit too. But see the see see the first like two thirds, three quarters of that film, absolute trash. Like just the worst garbage. Okay, how did you guys feel about it? <laughs> it's the best Star Wars film there ever was. How really? Do it. Yep. Better. Ben, have you watched Mandalorian? Yeah. Do it. And you prefer? If it I was to if I was, <laughs> if I was to ask you tonight, what would you rather watch? Stab him in the dick. Revenge of the Sith. They're two different things, I'd say. Okay, they're, so they're both great for their own reasons. So I, I talked about you... Attack of the Clones being like action packed. Like I, th- that whole opening scene of Revenge of the Sith is like. This is Star Wars. I am in Star Wars. It's not bland. What, this not weird is looking. Star it's Wars incredible. racing. Which we know the scene where they go in and fight Dooku and stuff. Yeah, how that whole like. I think uh, that's one of the first. Fight. I think that's one of the worst scenes in cinema. Like I, just overall. I think I'd, I'd there say, are. Ask as well, like, what's your point of comparison for like? Uh, the, the I think there are parts back. of that opening that aren't great. There's some humor in it that's like, ah, oh, it's bad Star Wars prequel jokes that aren't funny. But there are parts that are also good. Like, I, I actually do find a little bit of humor in like the, uh, what is it? It's, they're like, they're waiting for something to happen in, in when they're running along. Like, I don't remember if it's like force fields that come up or like they're waiting for an elevator or some shit. And I actually thought that was kind of funny because they're very like, they're almost self-aware about it. But my... My, my thing with that though, as you were saying earlier, Ian, I think I feel like that third film should have been dark all the way through. That should be the darkest Star Wars film, and it yes. starts off it starts off super light and comedic for the first like half hour. Up until up until Dooku gets uh, decapitated, it's it's pretty light, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, well, that's I mean, it's, they're it's, kind it's, of. It's, uh... They're trying to reestablish, like, okay, here's Anakin and Obi-Wan, and, like, they're having a good old time being Jedis, and, like, they got this relationship, and I get that. Um, and, and then you get to the part where they finally, you know, they meet Dooku and, and uh, Palpatine in, in the, what is clearly an homage to the Death Star throne room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we're like, all right, well, Anakin is going to cut a dude's head off now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Guess we're. It's. It's not that. To me, it's not that it starts off haha funny and then it's dark. It's that it's such a jarring tonal shift. There's no. There's yeah. no like gradual shift to it. It's just like haha, we're having adventures. Die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. Peak cinema. Daniel Day Lewis couldn't do it better himself. I am something of an actor. <laughs> I'm actoring like I don't want to puke thinking about these movies. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> scene. My my favorite my favorite thing about the the third film I really like the effect of Anakin's hand. I think Robert Han looks yeah. great. That that's aged well. Really good. Yeah, that still looks good. It's great. Uh, Give it props for that. And see, what's your point? What's your point of comparison for like? the script being bad for like Star Wars. Uh, it's like, the part what, where every you, piece of dialogue what, what you, makes you, me you, go, eh, humans wouldn't uh, say that. What do you mean comparison, Ben? As in, like, what, what to you is like the... Uh, within like Star Wars sure. scripts, like, what, what to you is like the best script and what would be the worst script? Mandalorian is the best script. Yeah, I, like okay. I like the dialogue in that show. I think um, in the original trilogy, people actually talk like people that exist in the real world. Power converters. Okay. <laughs> That's one line of dialogue. Oh, it's everything. It's everything Mark Hamill does in that film is at like five times the speed. <laughs> well, Mark Hamill. Uh, first of all, Mark Hamill isn't the one that said nerf herders. It was. It was. Uh... Yeah, I didn't know. No, power converters. Power converter. He's more in about power converters being a whiny bitch. Oh, power converters. Um, yeah. I mean, Luke Skywalker's a whiny bitch. Like, let's I, just I, get that but, out of the way. And I would also say, like, the, the original films, they aren't really. It's not really the dialogue that that um they're remembered for fondly. The dialogue just wasn't super distracting and horrible like it is in the prequels. Well, Do you know what the I mean? delivery of that dialogue was a lot less stilted and. Like, cringy. Mm. But I still don't know if I'd say Hayden Christensen's a bad actor. I still don't. No, I, I, th- no. I think we, I think uh, Hugh McGregor's a great actor. I think. I don't think any of them are bad. Like actors, the stuff good cast. Yeah, I think it, an actor is, with the exception of some completely extraordinary actors that really take things and run with it by themselves, an actor is really only as good as the production and direction of the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if George said, "I want you to say it like this," and yeah. they say it like that, and we don't like it, and they probably didn't necessarily like it either. Sure. That's the movie you're gonna get, no matter yeah. how good the actor is. <laughs> yeah. And see, I think that's a danger. Like a lot of people say, a lot of people can apologize for these films and justify them by saying, even if you don't like them, it's this one guy's vision. It's the, it's a rare time in Hollywood that a He's visionary an auteur. visionary has made. A whole trilogy, or a whole... Well, no, I guess the first one won't really have... Okay. Um, but th- he's made a whole trilogy in his own vision. And that's, that's kind of appreciated. But, but what if their vision sucks? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the snag, unfortunately. Like, you could say the same thing about Zack Snyder, and I have before, but, <laughs> like... What if that vision's not very good? Yeah. I mean, look at... Um, a lot of people say that about Quentin Tarantino since his editor died. Um, I can't remember the lady's name that used to edit for him off the top of my head, but she worked with him up until Inglourious Bastards, and since then, eh, maybe a bit long in the tooth, maybe, but uh, mm. yeah, not as sharp as he used to be with his films. And mm. uh, yeah, I, I wonder I that with these. 
So does that. I, I, st- I still like Tantino. But, um, yeah, George Lucas needed an editor, is what is my point. He needed someone to say, well, hold on, this isn't going to work. Let's change this. Mm-hmm. That, the, the original good trilogy he had... Good fund, but this needs fixed, like... Yeah. The original trilogy had a lot of different voices other than George Lucas contributing yes. that don't really get credit, but yep. he was not like the single soul. He had he was the idea man for sure, but like there were other people like writing and and putting their input into those movies versus yes. with the prequels they were kind of like, "All right, George, whatever you want." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was maybe not the best thing. It's never oh best thing you can have someone that genuinely as a genius, that's never a good a method to make a film. Do you know what I mean? It's I, never. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. I feel like a collaborative effort is almost always going to be better than mm-hmm. yeah. just a singular yes man sort of thing. Because like totally. even even the best ideas, like the person who made those ideas, there are going to be flaws in them that they're not going to see because they're too enamored with their own mm-hmm. their own idea. And it's not even necessarily an ego thing. It's just you're too close to it. I and I also think having someone also... to bounce ideas off of, like. Do you know what I mean? It that helps. down to like your level of passion for the thing as well. Like right. I think in recent days, a lot of it is a, is a paycheck. And I think it, the prequels were a paycheck for uh, George Lucas. <laughs> you can kind of make that out. Uh-huh. I mean, I think I think the prequels were more than a paycheck to him. I think it really was a as much of a passion project as anything else. I mean, it's just. Mm-hmm he didn't have anyone to like tell him no or like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe we should rewrite this or do this differently. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have That's a Lawrence Kasdan, you know. But, but I mean, I know, we're, I know, I realize we're not in the sequel trilogy yet, but that was kind of the opposite problem. That was, let's not make this one person's vision, let's have different authors put their own spin on it, and then Ryan well, Johnson ruined everything the, with the, with the, the last problem Jedi. With, yeah, so, the problem with that was that there was never it, a plan. It wasn't just a collaborative effort, it was literally completely different teams working on different movies. Sure. Yeah. Um, versus, like, if it had been. J.J. Abrams and a bunch of people working with him throughout, I think we would have had a more cohesive... I mean, I guess you need, like, Marvel have nailed it, right? Because they've had a Kevin Feige all the way through it, right? Right, they have one... But they've still had Taika putting his own spin on it. They've still had other directors, directors, you know. Different writers, but you have that one... You do have that one singular driving force behind it who's kind of steering the ship, and then everyone else kind of, like, swirls their ideas around that singular vision. Um, which is, I guess is, that's the recipe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, how do we rank these? Like, for me, it's oh, if we're going from worst well. to best. Solo. Are, we doing, are we doing solo in this? Or are we doing I mean, and solo? I've got I a hard out in about 30 minutes, so I don't know oh, okay. how much you guys want to talk about news and Loki. Right, let's just let's all do a sentence on solo. Ben, uh, what do you think of it? Yeah, it it's not bad, but it didn't need to exist. Yes, fun, but yeah, we like yeah, no, why? Just it was a money maker. It was a, a, like like Ben was saying, it's a paycheck. That's all it was, really. It I was think fun. everyone in it was a good actor. I uh, the guy, he's not Harrison Ford, but he wasn't really trying to be. I liked Childish Gambino as as young, even though Calrissian weird relationship with that robot. I um, was not a, I was not a fan of weird hardline feminist robot. That was, um, but that was um, close to the prequels that got actually. Speaking about characters unnecessarily pulling out a lightsaber, the Darth Maul cameo. Like, why did they pull that lightsaber when it was a hologram? That was I, weird. Uh, I, I, I popped hard for it. Like, I got I got super excited, and that made me. Go, that's why that people put it in there. It was it was yeah. fan one hundred percent fan service. Yeah. Um, that was that was all I remember from it. The the only parts of that movie I really had a problem with was a. 
Oh, you're by yourself, huh? Well, we're gonna put you down the solo. Oh, um, that was prequel <laughs> nice levels of overexplaining. Well. Yeah. yeah, and the weird yeah, the robot. Run couldn't, just didn't need to happen. Yeah, that yeah. was talk, talk about like the Clone Wars, something that sounds cool in hindsight, and then when you see it, you're like, uh, yeah. It, it was uh, solo was a lot of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, you guys remember? You guys know this thing? You guys seen Star Wars? I like the train sequence though. The train sequence was really cool and could have been its own movie that had nothing to do with Han Solo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We could have just had a Star Wars movie starring Woody Harrelson. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? Let's go. For um, it. So for me, worst to best, it goes Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, Solo. Okay. Can you go? Sure. From worst to best, Attack of the Clones. Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace. So. Ooh, subversive. Oh, here we go, guys. Maybe we should have listed our rankings first so that we could then explain them. I was, th- was going to oh, say... Oh, well, it's but, too late uh, now. Yeah. So, here we go. It's kind of a toss-up between the first two. But I'm going to say... For recency bias... Attack of the... Uh, uh, I think no, you're going to go Menace. with Phantom Sorry, Menace. No, ah, I've screwed this up. I've done it all. I've done it all wrong. So, so... Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Ours? No, no, they weren't. I guess yours were perfect opposite, but they weren't quite. That's interesting. <laughs> I, th- I think it's impossible. So as unnecessary as Solo is, I think it's impossible to argue that it is like objectively a worse movie than any of the prequels. When, <laughs> see, the, I guess we'll rank it based on their own reasons, but for me, when somebody asks me to like, rank a list, it's like, what one, in what order would you want to watch those movies tonight? If it was like, yeah. you have to watch one of them, I'd watch Solo tonight. And then if that wasn't an option, I'd watch Phantom Menace. And if that was an option, I'd watch Revenge of the Sith. And then if it was Attack of the Clones, I'd just burn the telly. Cause I, I think that's kind of where, I, where I'm at. Like, Attack of the Clones, I just that movie <clears> bores me. <throat> uh, there are some good sequences to it. The beginning's really good, but like... I, I just don't care about most of that movie. The see the whereas see the at least very, like, Phantom see Menace, the, I'm like, all right, the pod racing's thing. coming up. All right, the the lightsaber fight's coming up. Like, there's parts, there's beats in it where I'm like, okay, I do like I'll, I'll watch this part. I th- I think we all put. <laughs> I, point tracking. I think we all put Revenge of the Sith as well. No, you put Revenge no. of the Sith as your number two. I wouldn't have Revenge of the Sith as the best. I'm sorry, I refuse. Well, you're wrong, but that's fine. I refuse. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd accept Phantom Menace. I'd accept Phantom Menace. But I refuse to accept Revenge of the Sith as the best prequel movie. It's, it's not. It's you accept Phantom Menace, Menace as the best one? prequel movie? Oh, yeah. I'd rather watch Phantom Menace over Revenge of the Sith tonight. Ah, my Absolutely. eyes just started hurting for no reason, and I think it's because that bad of a take <laughs> gave me a headache. <laughs> is it the bullshit coming through the webcam? <laughs> oh, it is. Jesus. Can't even look at you. <laughs> Right, okay, well, we'll maybe write this off. Phantom Menace for me are like interchangeable. It kind of depends. They're, they're both the kind of same for me. Do you know what? It doesn't mark to me. I'm not going to be off the next three weeks, so you guys can fight over this when I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what if it's. What if it's. What if it's Attack of the Clones? All right, worst to best, like overall average. What if it's Attack of the Clones? Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, Solo. I refuse to hear that Solo is the worst of the bunch. That's the best of the bunch. Um, also, well, I remember rev- rev- reviews for Rogue One. Um, We're not talking so- about Rogue One yet. Reviews for Rogue One, Jedi Fallen Order, and other Star Wars stuff on the website. 
I'll link it below. <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not here for three weeks and those are my reviews, so you'll <laughs> well, deal with that. That sounds like a you problem, buddy. <laughs> um, that's what we think about the prequels. Yeah. Don't watch stuff. You probably don't watch don't, or don't. Stuff to watch. What's a cool yeah, Wars? Don't, really good. don't watch them. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I it start I it started out bad and then I heard it got really good, but I haven't watched it myself. Uh, D- Disney Plus need to put uh, the proper order. They don't. Have I've seen yet. some clips that seemed all right. Yeah, hi. It's fine. Um, good. So, in other things, yeah. that thing. I didn't speak over last week. So we just spent an hour talking about Star Wars. So it's going to be really, it's going to be good. Um, <laughs> uh, news. There was some news. There was a news article or, or two. There was a thing that happened. Some things that happened. Uh, Lovecraft what? Country has been canceled. Do you guys care? People are mad about that. So didn't watch it. The, the, I didn't watch it either. So the thing that I gather people I seem to be um, angry about with Lovecraft Country is between that and Watchmen being mm-hmm. uh, canceled after one season, or at least not even canceled, just there's not a second season announced. Like, I don't think they officially were like, no. Um, See, I think it's a different case. I think Watchmen was that case, but I think Lovecraft Country has been... I think there was plans in place for season two, because apparently we're going to bring in zombies and other things. And yeah. It's all been act- and the actors didn't know this was happening until like the other week when it when it came out. So it's slightly different. I think Watchmen U is a one and done, whereas I don't know if these guys did. Well, there's there's kind of a a, a narrative being formed around that that like HBO is intentionally um, canceling like black led TV shows. Hmm. I think that's a coincidence, but I maybe don't have the room to speak on that matter. With um, a Lovecraft Country. It started off really good. I watched the first season. It started off great. I loved it. Um, by the end, I was kind of like, I don't care about this or any of these characters. And it wasn't yeah. It wasn't even like, I don't even know if it was the show's fault. I think it was more me. Do you know what I mean? I was well, just in a better, I was more up for it when it started. And by the end, I was just watching it because I kind of like commitment well, to it. I was there, like, there, there, there's some, I mean, there's an argument to me that like, that show's not made for us as pasty ass lily white people really that's what some people would say i've never really thought of it that way um but um jonathan majors is doing well he's kang so he doesn't care <laughs> yeah, yeah right and he's, and he's a great actor so i mean when it comes down to it a lot of shows these days get canceled after their first season like everything netflix makes get canceled after its first season mm. everything um so I, I really think that's less endemic to, hey, we're you know silencing media that is made with the voices of people of color, and more that like, hey, we just cancel shit after one season, like ah, whatever. I could speculate this that it looks like it's uh, without really knowing anything about the show. I've heard that it was based on a book. Yeah, it and, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they essentially they. Uh, by the looks of it, they've essentially done the entire story of the book, and then we're looking into 
okay, well, how can we make this our own now in the second season? And they just right. couldn't. Which if you've watched, if anyone's watched any TV adaptions of books that then move beyond the book, they know that's almost always a bad idea. Yeah. And end on a high note. Like, yeah, do, do what the book does and then just, yeah, go and call it quits. Yeah. I, I also wonder, though, if it is part of a call because uh, Disney did this before Disney Plus. Like so much thing, so many things get cancelled that they were like, "This is a thing of the past." It'll be on Disney Plus as kind of archival stuff, but we're not keeping it up. I mean, HBO they've launched HBO Max, and that's like streaming is where it's at now. So that's going to be where all the focus is going. And I wonder if I mean, you've got things like The Last of Us coming up, and like the Snyder Cut obviously was about the, uh, the Zack Snyder's Justice League was a big push for for um, HBO Max, and I wonder yeah. if it's just not in their interest as a streaming service to keep mediocre not 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 that the show is mediocre i like the show but i mean in terms of ratings i mean in terms of ratings like ratings were down it's it's like any other show like why would you keep it on if the ratings are bad yeah Mm. totally that's unnecessary like basically that's just it's it's spending a budget that you're not making back with yeah mm -hmm, viewers um speaking of tv adaptions that go beyond the book um Dexter is getting revived on Showtime for a special ninth season. Thank God, because that eighth season ended horribly. Yep. And it's been announced <laughs> that they're bringing back John Lithgow as the Trinity Killer, which must be, they haven't said to what capacity, but it pretty much has to be either in flashbacks or as like a mental projection in Dexter's mind because, yo, Trinity's dead. Like dead, 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 dead. Like super dead. Um, it's been a long time since I watched that show, but... I remember him being the best part of it, and that season being probably the best season. So yes, and then after that, the whole show, like after season four, pretty much the whole show, they they got new showrunners, um, mm-hmm. and the yeah. whole show went to shit. Luckily, the person, the showrunners doing this ninth season or this this uh, special revival, are the showrunners from the first from four the seasons. LA. Yeah, yeah. So I'm expecting good things. Uh, I look forward to that. Um, also in the vein of tv shows uh the last of us tv shows started filming um starring the mandalorian himself did you did you guys see the set photo of them all sitting smiling in the car yeah it looked like um that scene in fear and loving in las vegas when they're in the desert it looked like (laughs) they were about to go um spray gasoline (laughs) at each other to the tune of jitterbug (laughs) i I don't know if any of you guys have played the opening sequence to the first game but that is not a pleasant scene yeah, that's that is that's that must have been a traumatic day of filming. <laughs> that that photograph was taken before they rolled the cameras. <laughs> yeah, that is um. Yeah, that's a dark scene. That's the one part of the game I've actually played on on PS now for when I had a free trial of it. So yeah, actually, that's pretty messed up. Uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't to Troy Baker talk about it in a podcast before. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I think he said they recorded that scene last. That that was like the right. last thing they'd done. So like. Uh, yeah. I think I've heard that too. Yeah, have all that visceral emotion behind him. Yeah, that's a like smart way to do it. it at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I think Troy Baker as well was saying how like that was the one scene that I think he struggled with. Like they they did like I don't know twenty yeah. odd takes because they just he... couldn't get I don't know. I mean, what they ended up with is some of the best acting I've ever seen in a video game. Some of the best acting I've yeah. ever seen. Um, but yeah, yeah, pretty horrible to to try and recreate it. I would imagine, but. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the show. I heard he, I heard he got his first copy of the game like before the initial release, and he just couldn't touch it for a while. 
Yeah, he was, just, he was still dramatized by it because he just knew he, he knew how like dark this shit was gonna go. Mm. Yeah, super proud of it, but like, yeah, it was a it was a dark time in his life. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to watching it. Yeah. Um, right. I like some good, really dark television shows. So feed me all the trauma. I want just, it. Just don't let Neil Druckmann do anything to it because. <laughs> he, he's toxic. Review for Last of Us Two University. If you want to elab- hear me elaborating more on that, too. yeah, that's a that's a game that came out last year or the year before. I don't know. Last year, yeah, whatever. Uh, speaking of video games, yeah. some video game remakes were announced. Um, yeah, I wrote well, a piece on the I wrote a piece on the Soul Reaver remake, which yeah. could or couldn't be happening. Um, Square Enix again. You can check you know the E3 recaps. Here, disassembled. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. You heard it here first. <laughs> you can check in the description for the recap on the Square Enix conference. But it was probably the worst conference at E3. They announced the Guardians game, but everything else was garbage. Um, however, this How do could you feel be about chaos. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Um. So yeah, that's but this could be a nice up the sleeve. This this looks cool. Um it was a great game in PS1. Someone was saying how I don't know if you guys have played it, but you went between realms, right? So similar to the new Ratchet and Clank game that just came out, people are saying, oh, nice. There you go, they've already kind of proven that you can do an updated version of that on PS5. So That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be dope. And also that's a legacy arcade in general is a good series. So I hope they bring yeah. it back. Pretty cool, and uh, there's a part of rumors of Dead Space coming back. Which yes, I don't know uh, if you guys are originally fans. it was being rumored as a revival, and now it is being rumored as a full-on remake of the first Dead Space. Yeah, it is not a sequel yet. It's a it's a ground up remake in the style of Resident Evil Two, I guess. Oh, yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say what kind of like obviously it's a rumor. I wonder what kind of mechanics they would go about. I'd imagine um, that would be the main thing they would change about it. So it looks like they're doing Resident Evil, yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I think it is. It's also easy to remember, forget. Um, I mean, so, like these games like Soul Reaver that we're talking about, and obviously Melt Your Soul Dreamer remake has been talked about for a while. And um, what's the other big one that came out? Resident Evil. Um, those games are like late nineties. Yeah. Totally different time. Dead Space is only ten years old. PS3 era. I have so, recently played the first Dead Space, and aside from the visuals, definitely looking like they're from about two thousand eight. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> It hasn't aged that poorly. It's that's yeah. kind of right up there with the idea of of like the what was it the uh, the Last of Us remake is. Oh being... yeah, yeah. Why? Like yeah. why? That game still looks very modern. Genuinely, why? It's because apparently Naughty Dog didn't have anything else to work on. That was genuinely the reason that they gave. They were going Which... to do a remake of Jack and Daxter, I think, or was it Uncharted? One or the other, and they didn't have some the of the first assets. Uncharted could definitely do with a, a remake to kind of yeah. put it more in line with Uncharted 2 and 3 and, and 4, but... I, I, and then I, I also think, though, it's because of the show coming out. Like, surely they're trying to read yeah. the, the Now, I, I think um, Dead Space, you... Mechanically, there's not that much to update. I think you definitely could update the visuals and yeah. with modern technology, Dead Space could look real creepy yeah because the aesthetic of that game i mean the ship i can't remember the name is it it's not nostromo that's alien but it's got a similar no, name the, um the, but the yeah where the bad things happen is really cool aesthetic the monsters have got a cool aesthetic um, yeah. isaac suit is like kind of cool and iconic and memorable yeah. so you, you that with just sharper graphics would look great yeah i mean you you literally could just remat you could just put a coat of paint over it like the the halo yeah. anniversary edition and it'd be like all right this is cool yeah, some better lighting and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like it still plays perfectly fine. I guess you could bring some of the mechanics more in line with Dead Space 2. 
but that, I feel like that kind of like Dead Space 2 versus Dead Space is kind of like Aliens versus Alien. Like Dead Space 2 is much more of an action game. Yeah, yeah. Dead Space 2 was a tipping point towards, uh, you know, what do you call them, button press sequences. And, yeah. um, and to be fair, I think Dead Space 2 was a almost like a near perfect balance. Quick, quick time events, that's all. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you yeah. don't have to do that much in Dead Space for it. I mean, I guess we'll see. Well, it's a rumor right now. We'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, it might not even be Dead Space. There's rumors that it could be Burnout or it could be Mirror's Edge, which I hope it's not. I would love um, a new Burnout. But it's e- basically EA are bringing back an old classic. So a lot of people are saying it's Dead Space, but it could be something I'd else. love a. Oh, excuse me. I would love Go a new down. Burnout. Yeah, I'd be totally happy with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Give me like a really like arcadey like new burnout. Not like Paradise, like a really like you pick a track, you do a thing. Burnout three, man. Take down is Exactly. Just yeah. I just remake Burnout Three. That's fine. That's all I want. Um That's really all there is for interesting news yeah. this week. Let's yep. move into Loker. Loki. Loker. Okay. Uh, um, which I think there's a ranging, uh, just a range of opinions on that. Hmm. Um, it was better than it was better than last week. I'll start yes. off by saying that. Definitely, last week was necessary for kind of what was set up in this week's episode. But ultimately, it, without this week's episode, it's kind of a big nothing burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I also uh, I don't know how I feel about them, the the whole zapping people thing because you got this idea that that was like this permanent thing that you didn't get you didn't want to get hit with a stick, but because when Wilson got it and then Loki got it and woke up in the post credits, it kind of took away the danger of that. I thought a wee bit. I was like, I I've kind of felt from the very beginning. I mean, I've gone into this like. <clears throat> Every turn, I, I've kind of just assumed that things in the TVA aren't as they seem, including mm. their technology and what they're doing. Um, this episode definitely drove that home. Um, yeah, but it was very obvious that the timekeepers were just going to be like the Wizard of Oz, like some big Yeah, they were literally thing. androids. Yeah. Um, and then you've yeah, got... I read into... They use the, they use the word prune a lot whenever they do the whole zapping thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I've, never, I've never heard that term before. So I, I looked it up, and what it essentially translates to is like, if you're like, say we're typing up reviews or just mm-hmm. typing up anything, and there's like, say like a word count uh, that we've exceeded, yeah, you would you would take a, you would take Print out, it out. And stuff yeah, and replace it. Well, yeah, it's like so it's, it's like it's, pruning it's a like garden. A total, yeah, it's just yeah. it's a gardening term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it can be used for like yeah, as you're saying like editing an essay or editing anything really is like so pruning. It's, so yeah. it's not. It's, it's not also a dry it's, fruit. It's not a diff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like a uh, death, they, and it's like a, a death of some part of you. They drink in that prune juice at the TVA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm yeah. saying. Uh, you've got the two Lokis uh, maybe falling in love, but maybe not. Um, yeah, it's very... So obviously so, that feels weird, and it's very easy to... The thing is, I just don't care. Like, I don't... It's, it's, they're doing this kind of will they want anything, and people online are saying it's weird, and some people are saying, oh, no, it's like... It's cute or whatever. I, I don't care. I don't think it's I a will they won't they have an opinion either way. Um, I'd, I'd say that the, the whole idea of it is making uh, Sylvie just kind of like another the, kind of love interest. And it's like, the way it could be more than that. The way that the 
the way that the showrunners kind of described it, because I read some of the stuff that they said about it after the episode, is <clears throat> this is a as much as yikes Sylvie is an element, this is a story about the Loki that we're following. And mm-hmm. the idea there, from what I've gathered, is that this is less about Loki falling in love with Sylvie or anything like that, as much as it is Loki learning to, in a sense, love himself via kind of via yeah. meeting another version of himself. Like Loki, they're kind of driving home the fact that Loki doesn't really like himself. Like Loki is a mm. deeply troubled individual. And so it's him learning to like himself and and live with himself via a literal externalized version of himself, like learning to like aspects of himself. And when you look at it through that lens, it makes a little bit more sense. It's a bit more poetic in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they, I don't think it is, I don't think it's a like sexual romantic love, um, which it's easy to take in that direction. Like that's the obvious jump. Um, it's it's definitely some sort of affection but i don't i don't necessarily i I don't think it's the kind of like shipping like oh they're gonna get together that everyone thinks it is Hmm. i think it's more i think it's almost more of a familial love sort of thing i think they will um but we'll 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 see we'll see where it goes Uh, and then obviously we've got you know um loki kind of we some people in the tva two particular members of the tva uh mobius and whatever the e, hunter i forget e her number 15 e c15 or whatever. she was she was so oh no not the not the one that's love interest from obvious because she was so obviously a villain i feel like a mile away oh yeah uh red blah 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 red, ravona, ravona or something yeah renslayer yeah she's I, I i wonder what her what her shit is because she also seems somewhat traumatized by finding out that the the time lords were actually androids so i don't think she's in on it mm. um I think there, as with all of these things, I think there is a bigger bad that's going to pop up in probably this episode and the next. Whether it's Kang the Conqueror, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I, so I can still you guys explain to me what the ending was. What with Richard Yeah. So, what, so, what so we've got you know, we've got uh, some dissension within the TVA via Mobius and that um, that Hunter. Mobius kind of starts at first he thinks it's bullshit and then he starts to put the pieces together. And, and finally, um, when he's kind of outed for putting the pieces together, Renslayer uh, prunes him, which um, I don't think we've seen the last of Owen Wilson. No. Um, so they take the Lokis. They take the Lokis to the time, the, the time masters to kind of uh, account for what they've done. And uh, a fight breaks out. We find out the Time Masters are, in fact, big, dumb robots, um, which we could have guessed. And then after the fighting is done and it looks like Loki and Sylvie have kind of won the day, uh, Renslayer pops up and hits Loki with that stun baton and Loki disappears. And you're like, oh, my God, that killed Loki. No, they didn't. Um, so then we get our post credit scene or our mid credit scene where Loki wakes up in what appears to be a time ravaged New York. You see a dilapidated Stark Tower in the background. I don't know yep. if you nice. saw yep. that. Yeah, on the right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I had to look at it a couple of times. I was like, is that Avengers yeah, Tower? Uh, it is. So like, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we have, for the first time, the thing that we I think we've been kind of waiting for throughout this whole series is some genuine different versions of Loki. We've got Kid Loki. 
Um, we've got classic Jack Kirby, silly ass looking Richard Grant comics Loki, which I really get. I really hope he gets more than a couple minutes of screen time. Yeah. because He looks so stupid and I'm way into it. <laughs> and um, then the and- crocodile. Yeah, yeah crocodile, crocodile Loki. And then we get with the credits list as boastful Loki, which is like the black Loki that looks like he's thored up. Yeah, it's holding a hammer, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's not Mjolnir. It's a different hammer. So yeah. there is precedent for that. There was in one of the stories, I don't remember. Um, it was a more recent, I think it was uh Infinity Wars. Um, there was a Loki that was basically Thor from another dimension that thought that yeah. mainline Loki was a loser. So maybe there's a version of that that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing is this leads to the idea that the pruning sticks don't kill people. They send them somewhere. Now, yeah. the question that I think we have to answer is, does everyone get sent to the same place or do different variants of the same person all get sent to one place, but different people are in like, so like all the Lokis go to one place, all of the Mobiuses go to another place. Yeah, um, I, th- I think that's even, what it's going to be. So not even with just the characters, but also the small kind of I'm going to say like the pruning grenade that they put down mm-hmm. after every kind of the reset grenade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reset grenade. That's the same stuff. So yeah, that probably sends stuff that gets reset. Yeah. yeah. So there's, it's probably, I mean, is it like a pocket dimension or is it, do they send them to like the end of time? Is it like, mm-hmm. here's a timeline that's completely fucked up and no one cares about it and it's disconnected from everything else. So, I mean, that's, that's really the, Simpsons, isn't it? that's the, well, Simpsons did it always forever. Um, yeah, that, that, that's they just send them to the Simpsons adaption. I get it in the Simpsons short. That's where they all go. Um, I mean, the, the kind of interesting thing is we're led to believe there's this singular sacred timeline. Where does this sit on that? Because this doesn't seem like it's part of that timeline, which means is there there actually are other timelines that they're just not acknowledging. Um, moreover, do the agents of the TVA know that that's what's happening when they prune someone? Because I don't think they do. I don't think they know shit about shit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what that comes down to is... I found it quite that... interesting in that last battle scene. It was um, before Loki gets pruned himself. None of mm-hmm. the hunters were like, using the actual pruning mechanism during yes. the entire fight scene. They, were they have the a sharp, sharp side. side on the back yeah. that is for killing. So yeah. maybe they do yeah. know it's not fatal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, I, 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 am I, I am interested to see where yeah. episode five goes. I, if nothing else, I want to see these new Lokis now that we finally have like actual, like really other versions of Loki to work with. Yeah. Is it two, I, I, two more episodes we have of this? Yeah, yeah two more. Five and six. Seeing Richard, see, see Richard E. Grant and the comic accurate Halloween costume really put me in mind of Jeremy Irons from Watchmen and the Osmandis comic yeah. accurate costume. Really yeah, reminded so, me of that. Yeah. 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 So silly. Yeah. I, I feel like Loki more than any. More than any of the other shows so far, I feel like Loki would be well served by having more episodes than it's been given. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot for them to kind of tie up in episodes five and six, but I will I let them we'll do a, what they're going to do and we'll see how it plays out. I wonder if we'll get like a feature length uh, final finale. Hmm. That'd be nice. Kind of tie up, yeah. Up I doubt that. it, but it'd be nice. Yeah, I don't see it, but that'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see where Loki goes next week. It's definitely mm-hmm. finally kind of building to some interesting things, uh, which I'll at least give it credit for that. 
It's and better I, than Falcon Winter Soldier, I'll say that. Yes, and I really hope that we haven't seen the last of Owen Wilson. Yeah, he's, wow. yeah, he's the best. I think oh, we, we got we got one. How? How? It wasn't it wasn't a wow, but he doesn't, he doesn't do a wow apparently. No, yeah, but, but he did a no. how. How? Did do a how. how? Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, it's close enough. I, he knew what he was doing. Ten out of ten episode. I think Owen Wilson knows. He's self aware. Yeah. With his weird weird nose. <laughs> he knows nose. So follow your adverts. Um, I went and saw I went and saw Fast Nine twice in one day. Ian, can I ask why? I like that movie. Was that it? Just simple as that. Mm-hmm. I saw it once normally, and then we went and had dinner, and I was like, "What if we went and saw it again, but in IMAX?" And so we did. It's like, the, it's like the it's like the black book spill Bailey. It's like I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah, it it was really good in IMAX. That movie is loud and stupid, and I get a big dumb. I they go to space. They do it. They go to space, and then. To listen, right? I'm just going to go full spoilers because who cares? Go so when they go, so when they go to space, right? The next day, or what's assumed to be the next day, they're back in Dom's backyard having a Corona and a barbecue. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be the next day because Ludacris is like, I've been eating astronaut food for weeks. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So maybe they, I think maybe they maybe I loved how they addressed John Cena and Vin Diesel being brothers. You've got similar features. No, they don't. <laughs> No, they, not even a little bit. And then like, Charlie throws like you have a Nordic strain to your chin. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, John Cena has a big old chin, and Vin Diesel doesn't have a chin. Oh, so. it's so funny. <laughs> it's um, so also, like young Vin, Di- young actor playing young Vin Diesel looks nothing like Vin Diesel. No, he did a good Vin Diesel voice. He did. He did the voice good. Yeah, he played does. a good Vin Diesel, but he didn't really look like him. Like I've seen Pitch Black. I know what young Vin Diesel looks like. And the, the guy who played the young John Cena was the cousin of Peaky Blinders with his hair dyed dark to make him look more he, ethnic. I, he, was, he looked so puny. I had a hard time looking at him and being like, yeah, he's going to turn into John Cena someday. <laughs> like, woof, um, I guess he really did that. He really, like, he he got, he went at it with those workouts, you know. He really got, he ate some horse loved, meat. I love seeing John Cena ziplining all the way across Edinburgh from the so castle dumb. to the cathedral. That was hilarious. Right. I actually, I, um, I kind of, I John Cena was, he was all right in this movie. Yeah, I enjoyed him. I, enjoyed I didn't him. mind him. Um, I think he had he had a smart he had a smirky smarm to him that I appreciated. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I, do you know by the end it, it felt like you know how when you play GTA Five with all the mods on, yeah, and you've got all the cars just like spinning that. around you and stuff. Yeah, yeah by the end with the magnets, <laughs> yeah. that's what Fucking it felt magnets, like. Magnets, how do those work? Like we go from the magnets just attract laptops and cell phones to now they're blowing whole ass cars out of the way. Like why weren't they doing that earlier? Is it and, just they didn't have it turned up as high as they could go? Maybe yeah, let's say that. <laughs> sure, let's let's explain it that way. Um, the, the scene with the guys from Fast and Furious Three, where they're testing the rocket oh car, my God. and then they're like, "It didn't blow up," and then it blows up. It was so, so Looney Tunes. It was so, like so. <laughs> so Sean, right? He's the the southern dude. Yeah. So well, ostensibly, the years have not been kind. <laughs> if you yes, so if you follow the Fast and Furious timeline, according to when Han actually died, Tokyo Drift should take place around 2013. Okay. 
which means that this should only take place about eight years later. Now, Sean was a high school senior in Tokyo what Drift. What about Bobo? He was about 17 or 18, which means at this point he'd have to be about 26. That man does not look a day under 45. <laughs> I like that they... they magnets, so it's fine. He didn't magnets have a character them. in Tokyo Drift, really, so they just turned him into, like, wacky southern dude building, yeah. like, moonshine racers in his backyard. Listen, I also think... Han's death summarizes the jump in the shark that this series has did overall. In Fast and Furious 3, it was just a so, car crash. It was just in a crash during a street race. And then you had the... Jason Statham killing him. And at this point, he's faked his death. He's pretty much the JFK conspiracy. Like, yeah. <laughs> just... So, so here's, here's the thing about Fast and Furious. I actually love this franchise a lot more after it jumped the shark. I think that was the best thing it could have ever done. Sure. Um, the Han stuff is just so hand-waved away. Like... They they literally just have someone walk by, and as as that person's leg passes, he's gone. He's yeah. not in the car. <laughs> like they just see David Blade now. Like you, they they make no effort to actually explain it aside from "Oops, he didn't die." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, all right, fine, <laughs> sure." Um, yeah, it's not it's not it's Star Wars. It's just what they do. Yeah, I just <laughs> screw it, you guys. I, I I'm gonna watch. They're filming ten and eleven back to back in January, and I'm gonna watch oh, them yeah. both. Oh, probably multiple yep. times i yep. love these movies in ways that like aren't rational or reasonable <laughs> but i do i'm on board they're very like i genuinely it's not even an ironic thing i genuinely <laughs> love this franchise what what franchise yeah. has more films star wars or fast and furious counting well. spin-offs i think fast and furious Stop is ahead by one because we've got 10... Nope, Star Wars is ahead by one. Because we got nine mainland Star Wars, two spinoffs. We've got 10 Fast... And, where we've got nine Fast and Furious and one spinoff. Mm -hmm. So Star Wars is ahead by one. Um, there's also... There's a weird prequel movie with Han in it that's part in the same universe. <laughs> don't know if that counts, but... Kind of, kind of. It's, a, it's, it's an odd Justin Lin film. Yeah. It's like unofficially the same universe it is but it's not it's not officially in the franchise um han is the same but a different character at the same time but people accept that as being like han's like introduction mm. um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what the last two movies in the franchise do i think they're gonna i mean i, I think Charlize theron is around for the long haul as the big bad of the franchise at this point um i yes. think they're gonna I think they're. I, I like Charlize Theron. I don't like the uh, simple Jack uh, haircut they gave her in this one. Um, I think they're going to fold in the stuff from Hobbs and Shaw. So I think we're going to get Ryan Reynolds as a villain. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. I think. Why I th not at this point? Here, so here's my theory. Here's my theory. We're going to find out that they've all been. So, you know, in the beginning of the movie, when uh, Tyrese is like, what if we're immortal? Yeah. Ludacris is like, what if your dumb ass needs to sit the fuck down, take your jacket with you? Um, I think we're going to find out that they've all been infected with the same virus as Idris Elba from Hobbs and Shaw, and they actually <laughs> are all indestructible, and that explains everything about the last few movies. I know. I love how they made that a plot point. Yep. Like, and and, and then try and make it a heartfelt moment at the end when they crash to the saddle. <laughs> no, oh. they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. Everyone's fine. We come in peace. Like a good callback. Good callback to the beginning of the film. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm I I I waited a year and a half for this goddamn movie. It was worth every second. 
Now I eagerly, yeah, right. I eagerly anticipate number ten and number eleven. Bring back the rock. Uh, Just keep going. Like I don't think they should stop. Just Just keep keep going forever. See how far we can take it. Old man, dumb. Never, never stop. (laughs) All right. Um, What are you doing? I love it. Uh, Yeah, I'm good to wrap up whenever. Yeah, I, I need to be getting going. So uh, I have uh, actual work I get paid for to do in a, in a bit here. Um, so we'll be back next week. Uh, just me, Ben and Massimo or David. Uh, I don't know who yet um, to talk about the original trilogy. Uh, we'll talk about Loki episode five. We'll talk about the news. Of course, all the reviews that Dan has mentioned, you can check out on BGCP or BigGlasgowComicPage.com or BGCP.co.uk or whatever the web address is now. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter as BGCP Comic Con. You can find back episodes where we talk about other stuff where I sound significantly more sleepy than I do this week. Um, <laughs> you know, this week, high energy, high energy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you got up. to talk about Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing that makes me feel alive these days. Um <laughs> Otherwise, thanks for joining us for another week of this podcast that all 15 of you listen to. Um, most of you are our family members. And uh, we'll, we'll see you. Not even. <laughs> Six of you. Thanks. Hi, Mom. <laughs> and uh, hi, Dan's mom. We'll see you uh, next week for more yeah. of the disassembling of our sanity and psyche. Oh, he's trying, oh, he's trying, 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 trying. See you. See you in a month. Oh, yeah. Dan won't be here. So bye, Dan. We'll miss you. Uh, this is the last oh, time you'll ever see Dan's weird uh, slanty yeah. ceiling. Yeah, nice flat Last time you see him for a nice. month. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Disassembled. You can find more news and reviews on BigGlasgowComicPage.com. And don't forget, you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as BGCP Comic Con. Make sure you also subscribe on the podcast provider of choice for new episodes every week.